Welcome to Second Impressions, the podcast where three friends talk about life and the media around them. I am Josh. And I'm Henry. And I'm Jeff. And today we will be kind of doing a two-part episode series, I guess you could say. We're going to start rating the Marvel movies since so many of them have been coming out and there's going to be some that are going to be released in the future and we thought we should whittle away at these before they get out get out of hand yeah there's so (laughs) many of them and we figured you know we got all this the introductions of our podcast and it's like where we talk about life in the media around us we've only done like one media episode you know our second one that was like true it's mostly just been life yeah it's mostly been life so now we're getting into media (laughs) and we've had black widow that's recently come out i've seen it henry have you seen Black Widow yet? I have seen like 80% of it. Uh, I watched 80%. up until uh, Black Widow killed the Taskmaster, I think is what his like villain name is. Um, mm. But I, I haven't seen Too the, late for the that spoilers wa- warning, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> maybe we should uh, let people know before they start the episode, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, maybe we'll put some in there. Okay, so you've seen the majority of it then? Yep. Okay, that's good. So I'm thinking this episode, because it's going to be a two-part... Because there's no way that we're going to be able to talk about all 23, 24 Marvel movies in one episode. 24, holy cow. I know. So there's a crazy amount of Marvel movies. We're going to hit the first half, like phase one, get halfway through phase two. Yeah. And then the next one, hopefully we can make it all the way up to Black Widow. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do it in such a way, um, for everybody that's listening, we're going to do it in a tier system list. So S... A, B, C, D, and F, right? There's yeah, no e your traditional tier list. list that you've probably seen on YouTube or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's self-explanatory. F is just like absolute fail, not good, while S is like superior. Every waking moment I think about this movie. Oh, yeah, and <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you right now, there's definitely a couple of these movies in that in in that S section, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Oh, and, yeah, uh, I, I we're think not, so, too. We're, we're trying to come to an agreement on this tier list. We're not, like, making our own individual ones, Yeah, right? we're not making our own so individual. So we, as a podcast group, need to come together and figure out how we're going to rank these. Yeah, of so. course. And everybody that's listening, too, let us know what, you're, what you agree on, what you don't agree on. Let us know. Uh, we're going to go through it together. We thought about doing, like, separate lists and then coming together and combining them. But we're, we just have a list of all the Marvel movies in front of us. Yep. And... And the release date is the the way that we're going by, rather than like chrono- chronological. Because yeah, been, like, not story chrono- chronological yeah, wise, but how they were released. We're going by that. Yeah. Starting back in two thousand and eight, I guess. Two thousand eight, May second, two thousand eight, directed by John Favreau, produced by Avi Arid and Kevin Feige. Iron Man came out starring Robert Downey Jr. Mm. That's a classic one too. That's such it a is good a one. one. I. I, I don't, how do we want to do this? I mean, it's gonna we're gonna figure it out as the episode goes. Do we want to try and give it a letter right at the very beginning? Do we want to talk about it first and then come to consensus on a letter? I think uh, we should each state what kind of letter we would put it in, and then we start like I don't I don't want to say argue, but like <laughs> maybe debate or share <laughs> debate, opinions, yeah, on why it could be higher or why it could be lower, right? Because Iron Man, yeah, like for me, the first one is an A tier movie. Okay. I would yeah. I would have to agree. I would put that in an A tier. What about you, Henry? Level. See, I I would I think I would put it in an A tier as well, if not S, just because like really Ooh. this one kicked off the Marvel universe. Like especially when we look at it through the spectrum of the, like the sacred timeline for those who uh, watch Loki. Like this one created that. If 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 you if you smell in what I'm stepping in, kind of thing, you know. So. Without I mean, this, there's no Marvel Cinematic Universe, is what you're saying. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So it's just kind of like, it has to be good. It has to be held up there with such high respects, because that's what started it. Yeah, yeah. Which I can get behind. I don't know if I can mm-hmm. be so passionate as what I am with Iron Man compared to other movies that I would put on the S tier. So that's why mm-hmm. I would put it at kind of just like an A. A tier. Yeah. A tier. So I'm, 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 I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I mean, you get the origin story of Tony Stark. It's so good. The pacing of this film oh, is yeah. absolutely amazing. The way that they give you action sequences, pausings of breaks where you get to know the characters. You see the developed relationship between 
the doctor that's in the cave that saves him and Tony Stark. You get to see the relationship between him and Obadiah, him and Pepper Potts. Mm. And you, you see Iron Man, Tony Stark, who's so, he's kind of a jerk when you think about it. Yeah. But yeah. you learn uh, oh, to yeah. love him. Yeah, he's full of himself, and that's always carried through throughout the movies. But uh, something when it came to early Marvel, I don't think they had as many com com you know comedic elements in most of their early movies. That's but true, Iron yeah, Man, yeah. I think, was always kind of like a funny movie. I would say Tony Stark, just like his personality, it made it makes the movie really <laughs> interesting. Yeah, do you have anything to add well, to that? Yeah, no, yeah, I'd say you're completely right, because especially when you think of uh, some of the more recent ones, like, I mean, for example, Thor Ragnarok, like, comparing that one to the original, like, first Iron Man, it's, like, two completely different movies, especially on a comedy scale. So, I don't know, I I'm with Jeffrey on that one, though. That's, that, he's right there. Yeah, so I think A-tier, that's a, -tier. a good place. A-tier, because you have just mm -hmm. the phenomenal acting, uh, oh, yeah. Jeff Bridges, like, playing a villain that uh, he it's it's convincing the way that he acts you can see exactly what he's mm -hmm. going for you understand the motives i mean i'm pretty sure didn't stan lee say that robert Downey jr was born to play iron man something along those lines <laughs> it could just be one of those weird internet quotes that i saw in a picture but i mean we can all agree how perfect of a casting that robert Downey jr did yeah and mm -hmm. you know they started to make movies in order to help bring marvel out of bankruptcy and they took a huge risk with robert Downey jr right he had just gotten out of prison and rehab. He'd been clean for a couple of years. They were thinking about going with Tom Cruise for being Iron Man, right? Oh but man! Then look at that think of how different. I, I can't even picture that. I can't. You can't even picture it. No. Right? But no, Robert Downey Jr. like is Iron Man, and I think that's not only because it's the first movie, but because it was so well done. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. It, it brings tears when you watch Endgame, right? Yeah, no one can do the finger flicks <laughs> like. Uh, you know when he's playing around with uh, uh -huh. high tech stuff, the finger flicking. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, I, I can imagine Jarvis. Can you imagine just watching like the production of that film and he's just like walking around, just like doing weird things with his fingers? And then, uh -huh. what if he like went overboard and he just made it like absolutely awful for the <laughs> editing team? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like now we have to put something here. Or it's like <laughs> that was a part of the original plan. Oh my gosh, like Elizabeth Olsen, the one that plays Scarlet Witch. You know, hers oh, are yeah. like the red flailings of air traces. Mm -hmm. But you see pictures of her without the edits. She looks insane. Like, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. She looks like, <laughs> who is this person? Like, are they mentally well? I think you actors kind of have to be a little insane to, like, they have to remove themselves mm -hmm. from their mind and become someone else. And uh, some some don't even leave that state of mind, right? Like, oh, yeah, method actors that method go, like, actors full just on into it. That kind of crazy. And yeah. then get really mentally screwed up, depending yeah. on what, what part you play. I think this one. I think Johnny this one Depp. was pretty easy. Iron Man, yeah. tier a a level tier list. Uh, the next one, mm -hmm. it's it's not really a very popular one. It's still one of my favorites. The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. A lot of people tend to forget that that's part of the MCU. Yeah, and I honestly didn't think it came out after Iron Man. I thought it was way before. Yeah, that's so. Iron uh, the Incredible Hulk starring Edward Norton, directed by Louis Leterrier, is June thirteenth, two thousand eight. So it was like a month later. Yeah. After uh -huh. Iron Man. And I have to admit, I don't remember very much about this movie. Okay. Uh, all I know is that the special effects were not on par with what we have. Really? Like, y you remember the Hulk face was totally different. They had a totally different actor for the Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah. They had Edward Norton when today it's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. And so... Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that movie very well, but I, okay. I can't really <laughs> put it anywhere above... I would have to say D tier. Really, D tier, that low? Yeah, huh? just because I, I don't feel interested enough to rewatch it, and I can't even okay. remember watching it in the first place. Okay. Okay. So, and no one really talks about it either. So that's true. I don't know if that's fair to mm. include that into my rating. It's just kind of like an overall general opinion of bringing that into yours. Yeah. And uh, that's totally understandable because you would agree with that opinion that there's no reason to really talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. So mm -hmm. what about what about you, Henry? So I'm not going to lie, I really don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> really? See, this is what I'm talking about. This is a problem, yeah. And this did, is, yeah. And the, yeah. Like, the, the movies after that, do they even mention anything, like, specific that was from that movie? Yeah, they don't really relate back to yeah, it. Yeah, so... It's kind of just... 
Which is a little hard because of just like the properties. Like Uni- Universal Studios owns the right to Hulk. So okay. that's why there hasn't been another Hulk movie, which is why I kind of oh, imagine that it's I not see. really referenced to or we don't really see the story of Hulk continuing because Marvel isn't really concerned about making a Hulk movie. Which is kind of a shame because yeah. Hulk is Hulk a, is a, a really cool character. character. So they've like developed his story arcs through the Avengers movie. Thor Ragnarok was pretty much Planet Hulk, right? Yeah, yep. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what letter would you put it? Would you put it at a D level with Jeffrey? Well, it's almost um, like you can't even like rate I it since would. he hasn't seen it. Yeah, can you even like, rate it since I mean, you've seen it? <laughs> or I mean, I don't, I don't feel justified in giving it a rating. <laughs> but at the same time, like, if... I mean, not that it matters, but, like, if you look in hindsight, especially when it comes to comics, like, Hulk has one of the most depressing, like, futures ever just because he can't die. Like, and I just yeah. think that they could take that and make a pretty boss movie. But, I mean, not that that kind of just went on a tangent of... But anyway, yeah. movie ratings, yeah, I, I give it, like, yeah, C or D. C or D. See, I would put this one not quite at a D. Mm-hmm. I would put this at maybe a C or a B level because okay. I really do enjoy the movie. When watching it, I think the pacing of it is is almost up there as Iron Man. I think the relationship between Edward Norton and whoever plays uh, the love interest or the, the female lead in the movie, I think they have spectacular uh, they have spectacular chemistry. That's actually the movie that General Ross is introduced in. Yeah, has a big General part in Black Rock. Widow, oh. Civil War, a okay. little bit in Infinity War and Age of Ultron. Is he I'm the guy sure. who becomes the Red Hulk? Or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he's the one that ends okay. up becoming the Red Hulk. It's what's Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, when Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, when that one comes out here in a couple of months, Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk is going to have a bigger impact because it has Abomination in it, and Abomination is the villain of The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And so I think, nice. I think The Incredible Hulk does a good job of explaining who – bruce banner is as a person they don't really explore his scientific side more of just his hulk side so i now i'm talking about that they really don't explore bruce banner as much as they could have so i would probably put it at a c level yeah but i do really enjoy it so i don't know if i'd be able to walk away with it being a d level because that's below average like you wouldn't want to watch it again (laughs) at all yeah um i guess uh i guess we could put it at a c just to be fair since we're uh You yeah, you I'm seem to that. really enjoy the movie, and then Henry hasn't seen it, so yeah. I feel like his ranking <laughs> just kind of defaults to see anyways. That'll have to be one of our movie nights here is watching the Incredible Yeah, we'll Hulk. have to watch The Incredible Sounds Hulk Sounds good again. to me. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty decent. I don't really have any main complaints with the movie. It's a it's a really well-done movie with the writing and the directing of it. Yeah. So, but yeah, and I that's just why, can't remember it at all. That's why it's not up there on the A list or the B, because it's not really a memorable movie. Yeah. It's, it's not really referenced to a lot. There isn't... And because Edward Norton is no longer the Hulk, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really think about it as part of the MCU because he was only there for one movie. Yeah. Right. Just like how people yeah. tend to forget that Terrence Howard was actually War Machine in the first movie, and then they switched to Don <laughs> yeah. Cheadle in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, That's true. But speaking of Iron Man 2, the second movie, or I guess the third movie overall in the MCU that's just about to start to get kicked off, Iron Man did such a good job. And Incredible Hulk did such a good job that Marvel's continuing on. Released May 7th, 2010, also directed by John Favreau. We have Iron Man 2. Main villain, Whiplash. Whiplash kind of Justin yeah. Hammer, right? We all remember this movie. Do we need, Dude, to, do we need to jog our memories Justin at all? Justin Hammer was so annoying. And honestly, <laughs> when it came to villains, I know Whiplash is a very cool, like, threatening villain in the comics and, like, the animated series. But mm-hmm. I, I just wasn't feeling, feeling it for Iron Man 2. Yeah, I feel so, like Iron Man 2 kind of struggled a little bit, but... I want to... I feel cruel saying it, but I actually want to put it at a D tier as well. A D tier? That low? A 2? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just to... I, I feel like I, I don't want to put everything in C, you know? Yeah. So I just don't enjoy really watching this movie too uh, much. Okay. There's parts of it I like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the comedic factor is still there. We still like uh, Iron Man, of course, and seeing the animation they do for all his suit changes is awesome Mm -hmm. the fight scenes uh are pretty well done Mm -hmm. for most of it being cgi it definitely gets pretty sweet yeah (laughs) yeah and when did it come out again it was was, uh, it was 2010 2010. may 7th 2010 i think yeah may 7th 2010 yeah so yeah okay okay i can respect i can respect that d i don't think it's quite up there um i i don't know i'm i may enjoy it a little bit more than incredible hulk though like I think it's got it's more mm-hmm. interesting than Incredible Hulk, probably because I like Iron Man's character better than 
Bruce Banner, you know? Right. But, <laughs> so far. So I, 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 I'm, I'm, I might want to put it in the C factor because it's not quite as good as Iron Man 1, but I still think the acting, the directing, the pacing for the movie is really done, done really well. Robert Downey Jr. And the chemistry mm-hmm. with Sam Rockwell, who plays Justin Hammer. I mean, I love him as an actor. I think he does a good job in every single one of yeah. his roles. So I don't know. I, I, Henry, have, please tell me. You've at least seen this one, right? Yes, no, I have seen this one, okay. but of the three Iron Mans, this one definitely is my least favorite. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think especially with this one, there's a lot going on. Like, you get the uh, the introduction to, like, Justin Hammer, and then, like, yeah, he's just this kind of cocky, arrogant billionaire. Most, like, I mean, similar to Stark in that way, but I feel like it was also kind of over the place. Like, you introduce Whiplash in the middle of, like, a, a NASCAR race. I thought that was kind of odd. I mean, not that I followed the comics in at all. Maybe it was accurate. But, yeah, I think I'm with Jeffrey. It is a little bit lower. I can't say it's worse than Incredible Hulk because I haven't seen it, but I <laughs> probably put it in, yeah, C or D as well. Right, okay. See now, what if what if we brought in the fact that it starts to introduce that Shield Avengers initiative with Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, Scarlett Johansson, and Tom Romanoff? Does guess, that does that help at all? I guess we do have that to give it credit. Does. It was yeah, starting to roll down the snowball, right? Uh-huh. So they were they were probably thinking of long term vision. Yeah. Um. So I I would say. It's a stable C. A stable C. Okay, yeah. I can get yeah. behind that. Because I think it does a really good job of starting to expand the universe. But now one thing that's kind of struggling with more recent Marvel movies that we'll talk about probably in the next episode is they're relying too hard on that extended universe in order for everything hmm. to make sense. Yeah, I, 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 I get that too. Yeah, like we'll talk about it next episode, but some of, some of the ones that I was really excited for kind of struggled because... They weren't really focusing on Spider-Man or Black Widow. They were more right. focusing on pushing the the agenda of, of Marvel. Yeah, I hope in the future they can focus more on just making a great standalone movie uh-huh. yeah. instead mm-hmm. of just focusing about there's going to be a really big movie exactly. at the end right. where everything's <laughs> just going to make sense. Yeah. yeah, I think it does a good job at being that standalone while also setting it up. So mm-hmm. I would yeah, I would comfortably put it at a C. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it's standing at. So cool. and then it does even that we have that mid credit scene that it gives us where it sets up Thor, which was to come yeah. out a year later, May oh, 6, 2011, 2011, 2011, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Branagh is that how you pronounce that, Jeffrey? B R A N A G H. Branagh, maybe Branagh. Branagh. No, Branagh. Branagh. Yeah. Branagh. Bernard. Uh, I would immediately give this one a D. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Okay. It's a it's the same thing with the Incredible Hulk where I don't remember too much, but I do remember <laughs> that it was kind of drab, slow, and I didn't really care for anybody in the movie. Really? Okay. Yeah, was, yeah. Loki was in there too, right? Le- that's yep. what introduces Loki. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the villain Loki and love him even more now that he's got his own like TV series. Yeah, and you've seen the character mm-hmm. build. And there's gonna be a season two, so that's great. Uh, yes. So they're introducing you to some great characters, but in that movie, it just wasn't. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've watched that more than three times in total. Mm-hmm. I would say that in order to prepare for this like thought process or like reviewing every single one of them, I've gone through and watched every single movie, and I did not look forward to watching Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, because I, I watched him in their release order. I think I watched Captain America first because a Captain America came out a couple months later yeah, from Thor. So technically release order, it came out next, but I was like, I am way more interested in watching Captain America. And we'll than get, Thor. we'll talk about that later too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Thor, it's just, I mean, Chris Hemsworth doesn't, he, he does an okay job. I, I, I just don't really care for Thor in the, in the movie. Yeah. It's, not at that point. Not at that point. I mean, I love him now because yeah, the way he's that, great. He's one of the best characters uh, in my opinion. Taika Waititi reinvented him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just and nothing against Chris Hemsworth either. Yeah, nothing against Chris Hemsworth. He's he a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's one of the best Chris's in Hollywood right now, um, <laughs> compared to Pratt, Pine, Evans, you know that kind of a thing. Yeah. But I think just you know you have your villain is kind of Loki, but it's also that destroyer guy that has like a laser that comes out of his head that's just like kind of there in the movie. I yeah. think the action sequences Sentry at the very beginning with the Frost Giants are a huge letdown. The action sequence between Thor and the laser beam thing. D- the Destroyer, I think is what it's called. The Destroyer. That's very... That's a huge letdown. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I think one of the only things that gets me excited about that movie is it introduces Hawkeye. And I bet you didn't even remember that, did I you? I don't. Yeah. I actually didn't remember Hawkeye was in there. Yeah, Hawkeye is in it in oh, the yeah. scene where Thor goes to try and get his hammer from where they're doing Oh, the yeah, that's right. Testing. The base he's, they had. He's up there in like a crane in a basket, and he's sitting there with his bow and arrow. Yeah. And that's he's only in there for a good couple of seconds, maybe a minute and a half, talking back and forth between Coulson or Fury or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it just it isn't. it's not a very exciting movie. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Yeah. We've so, talked quite about it, but Henry, agree, disagree? Comments yep. to add? First yeah, D totally, tier? I totally agree. I, I'd put it D tier. Uh, I actually watched that movie probably no more than three weeks ago. I started rewatching some of the older ones. And I gotta say, like, the acting in that one is also pretty trash, too. Uh, and it's not, like, any particular <laughs> actor that was really bad. Just in general, it was bad. Like, Odin did a good job. Thor did it okay. Loki did okay. Uh, Zachary Levi, he's in that one, too. He did an okay job. But yeah, like the second the battle sequence with uh, the destroyer happened, like it was just so cheesy and bad. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I, put I hate it to at break D. this to you. <laughs> yep. I hate to break this to you, but Zachary Levi isn't in Thor until the second one. Yeah, I was. No, I, was, I could have. Like, no, he's like one of the bodyguards, isn't he? No, he he doesn't play Findor, Flindor, or whatever his character's name is. He that's not until number two. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Go- I, I'm positive. I am oh, okay. positive. He was going to play some sworn it was him. Maybe, but then there was, I don't know. there was scheduling conflicts with him and recording Alvin and the Chipmunks to Squeak Wolf, so they had to bring in another guy. Oh my goodness! Oh. And then the other guy was going to play in number two, but then there's scheduling conflicts with him in Once Upon a Time, so they brought back Zachary Levi. So, but I think the I think the acting, yeah, for Odin, Loki, uh, Thor, Jane Foster, it's all good. I just think their characters, it's a band of misfits put together. <laughs> but they don't relate very well. Yeah, you, you don't quite get the band of misfits as, as Guardians of the Galaxy level that you're looking for. So, Agreed. yeah, I think tier list or D level tier list. I'm very comfortable with that one. Not quite an F because you know it's an original. It does set it up. It does give a lot of backstory mm-hmm. to Thor and who he is. And you still you see a big transformation from his huge pride to being extremely humble and trying to figure out who he needs to be in order to be a leader. Mm. But it's just it's not a very intriguing story. Yeah. And so. I always forget about uh, Thor and all his friends. Which Oh, like Lady Sif and the guy, the like, do- not a dwarf guy, but he always reminds me of a dwarf because he got the, the long got braided the beard. beard. Super and awesome beard. Those guys could be cooler, the but they never give him really enough time. So. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for more in Ragnarok, but then they kind of just killed all of them. Yeah, they killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> very true. So, but the next movie, which I think has to be one of the best in uh, phase one you could call it yep. yeah phase one yeah besides you know of course the avengers but <laughs> captain america the first avenger amen that one was the first one where i was like july 22nd 2011 joe johnston i have to put that one in a tier a tier yep. okay Agreed. i would have to 100 percent agree with you i think it's i i think now i'm kind of now would i go s tier not quite because s tier is one of the ones that i can almost rant about how good it is <laughs> yeah. you know because you can i i can talk spoiler i could talk for hours about infinity war which oh, means yeah. it's probably gonna be an s tier i'll just throw that out there but iron <laughs> uh, captain america you can talk about the the the, the genuineness the sincerity behind chris evans and the way that he portrays captain america steve rogers that's what i was but i don't think i can yeah. go on and on about the intric intricacy of the of the character and the relationship that he has with red skull quite as much as i can with other movies so that's why I'd have to leave it at it. And I tier. love the villain Red Skull. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, all the actors they had and Captain America were great. They couldn't have chosen, I think, in my opinion, a better Captain America. I don't think so either. And I think you, we all like fall in love with the guy too, because uh, yeah, yeah, with the uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Winter Soldier, Soldier yeah, yeah, when they tried to replace him, it was like. It was heartbreaking. I really hated that dude Dude. for no no real reason besides the fact that he was just trying to take his spot. It's true. It's true. John Uh, Walker did a really good job playing somebody that you're supposed to hate. mm -hmm. Yeah. Props to him because that might be like a label for the rest of his career, whoever played him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, that that first Captain America movie, it was so good because it has that like old, the World War II. Oh, Mm. war movies are always good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even if this one's fiction and it's about superheroes (laughs) in a war. Not as sad as real war movies. Yeah, not quite as sad, but. It was cool. The villains were cool. Uh, Red Skull and, you know, Hydra Mm -hmm. are always 
have always been a huge villain. Especially, yeah, especially because of what kind of an impact that has throughout the rest of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Because of Hydra, that's what really sets it up. Yeah, because of Hydra, there's so many other villains and like technologies and whatnot that get brought up in the future. Um, but yeah, that's a movie I could watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not only could I watch that over and over again, but like when you think about it too, it also introduces Bucky, so it sets it up for Winter Soldier. Oh, that's true. And like, what's great right, too yeah. is like it hits you in the feels by killing him off, because that is in that one too, or is that in the next one? Yeah, yeah, okay. he dies Just on the train. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what makes Captain America so good too is there's a lot of quotes or memes that come oh, from yeah. it. Oh. Like there's so many just like good one liners from that movie that yeah. it's just all the time. I, I'm just like, Fire again You know, like the scene where it's on the train and he's telling yes. the guy to shoot Captain America over and over and over again. <laughs> or I love when Red Skull and the doctor get to uh one of the Hydra bases that's been destroyed. Mm-hmm. And by Captain America. And the guy comes up and he's like, We fought to the last man and he pulls out his gun and he's like, Evidently not and just shoots him. <laughs> so so quality. Such a or, great villain. Oh, you yeah. know, I quote the what about cyanide? Does that give you the rumbly tumblies too? Oh, there, I could go on and on about how quotable this movie is. I could do this. It's just all there's day. A, a lot of. I could do this all day. That's where that starts. Yeah. You just, you, I can't. Okay, maybe I can rant about it a little bit, but like, it's it's a good movie. You know, mm-hmm. I just I just I don't know what to say for just listen to the passion in my voice. This is. A, <laughs> So this is such a good movie. Dude, yeah. and like not Y'all, only that. If too, you like, haven't seen this movie, you better see it. If you haven't seen this movie, you're probably really confused by now oh, if you're yeah. watching the other Marvel movies because it has such a high weight. But it, otherwise, if you haven't seen it, you need to repent. Yeah. Change your ways. <laughs> see, not only that, but I think the Captain America Marvel theme song is the only one that almost gets me to cry each time. Oh, yes. Dun, the Captain dun, America dun, theme. Dun, dun. We haven't even talked about, <laughs> yeah. We haven't even talked about soundtracks oh, yet. Oh man, we, the music of this of oh yeah the scores. Iron Man is so oh, good true. too. Yeah, Iron Man. The music in that one is just phenomenal, and Captain America is <laughs> really good. Do I remember any of Thor's themes? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Back to that one. Let's trash on That's Thor for a little bit. <laughs> Except for future installments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Love and Thunder looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's going to be sick. And then we wrap up phase one by Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah. I love how it's not oh, like... Oh, yeah, baby. So what's sweet about this one... So this Marvel's The Avengers released May 4th, 2012, directed by Joss Whedon. Um, I love how it's labeled not just The Avengers, but Marvel's The Avengers. Because yeah. at this point, they're still their own separate private company. Mm-hmm. They... Um, I, I mean, they kind of they planned with Paramount a little bit, which was surprising to me when I rewatched them and the Paramount with the stars over the yeah, mountain yeah. logo came up. And I was like, hold on. That's like before Transformers, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm used to. I didn't know that they partnered with them, but it, it's it's not like Disney's The Avengers. It's just like The Avengers. It's Marvel's The Avengers. And I'll, I'll just jump the gun on this one. I think this one's S-tier. Mm-hmm. I would give this the first S-tier of the list. Okay. I would... I would have to agree with you. Only, the only thing that makes me hesitate is that they have uh, people from the first Thor movie and like connections from previous movies that I didn't, didn't really care. Didn't really get about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So those those scenes confused me. Now they make sense to me now. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I still think it stays in S tier just because of uh, that's really what got everyone hyped on Marvel. Yeah, I think that's really what what put it all together. And one thing that I love about it is it's not the, the reason for the Avengers becoming a team was just so quality. Yeah. Um, they didn't I even mean, want to be a team. Na- to yeah, with. they didn't even want to be a team. Naturally, we're gonna we're gonna have to make some comparisons to DC. That's the main competitor. Is what I like to think about it. Justice League. Batman really had no reason to fight the monsters except for just they were gonna attack the world. Flash didn't have really any reason to attack the monsters except Batman asked him to. Aquaman really had no tie into destroying this. Superman really had no tie into destroying this bad guy. Wonder Woman was really the only one who really knew what was going on. But the Avengers. Captain America, he's just come out of the ice. How is he tied to what's going on? The Tesseract. He doesn't want it to fall into the wrong hands. Thor, how is he tied in? Well, it's his brother that's invading New York. (laughs) Right, stinking Loki. Hawkeye and Black Widow are naturally brought into it because it's S.H.I.E.L.D. and taking over it, but why does Black Widow want to fight? 
because Clint Barton has been mind controlled by Loki and she wants to get revenge. You know, she wants to avenge mm-hmm. him. Yep. Iron Man, how does he get into it? Nick Fury asks him to. He well, <laughs> it's a good. Well, I mean, yeah, Nick Fury asks him for yeah, it. Yeah, Shield wouldn't leave him alone. Yeah, Shield wouldn't leave him alone, but he he has that tie to Phil Coulson, right? That's what eventually makes him want to band together as a team. But they all have this reason for being in the movie and a reason to be there and a reason to fight, except for just we need to get rid of the bad guy. Yeah, it's it's very very personal. The pacing of it, the fact that they don't like each other at the very beginning, and their personal ties to it all bring it together. And I mean the music. Oh, yes. I still wake up to the Avengers theme, like <laughs> when I like that's my like six o'clock alarm is the ba, Avengers ba, theme. Ba, ba, yes. Yep, yep. And, yeah. Ba, and ba, the way that ba. it's just been focused through, kind of cycled through other Avengers movies and like hinted at in other movies. I it's just. This is one of those movies that I can rant about on how yeah. beautifully put together it Amen. is. And now that theme is nostalgic and makes you hits you in the hits feels you whenever you hear it. Like it's it's goosebumps, chills. Mm. And it also it. it's even more painful because you know later movies the Avengers get pretty much oh oh yeah oh yeah yeah demolished <laughs> and now they're being rebuilt. Uh-huh. Sort of what we're going through right now, but um, yeah, S tier, S tier. Henry, give us some of your comments. What are you thinking about with? Uh, I mean, if you, you you, I'm not even gonna <laughs> ask if it's S tier because I'm pretty sure it's up there for you. Uh, and if it's not, then friendship might be over. Yeah, we might have to <laughs> cancel the call right now. Answer oh, right, welcome to Second Impressions, the <laughs> podcast where just Josh and Henry talk about life in the media around them. Uh, Henry, oh. go Henry, go. Yeah, like Avengers, definitely peak of honestly cinema. Like I think uh, at the time it was one Ooh. of the greatest crossover events in history. Like, I mean, you think of uh, other yeah. movies that had kind of crossovers or even TV shows that had crossovers, but no, this is the one that combined more movies and characters all in one and managed to pull it off without it getting too long. So, like, not only did it pull that off flawlessly, but again, like, the soundtrack, definitely, like, 10 out of 10. I think I like the Captain America theme song a little bit more, just because, just but okay. um, definitely would rate it S tier. Acting was phenomenal. Villain was great. Uh, I mean, of course, not only Loki, but also the, what, Jatari, I think is what they were called. And so, like, they're... Yeah. Which is Thanos' yeah. army. Yeah. So, like... Apparently the weakest army in the whole galaxy, according to Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> and then, like, it even yeah. introduces Thanos at the end, doesn't it? And then, like, they get shawarma. It does. So, like, it just blows oh, it open. Shawarma. It's perfect. That's another great thing about the movie. There's that one is very quotable. There's a lot of references to it. <laughs> I mean, especially throughout Endgame. Yeah. You know, there's so many references to the original Avengers in Endgame. Yeah. You go back to it. Uh, they dive more into Bruce Banner. I think they give Bruce Banner more character as Bruce Banner, separate from the Hulk in Avengers. Mm. You figure out who he is, what drives him, what he wants, what he needs, why he's part of the right. team, aside from just the the green guy that gets more angry the more that he's mm-hmm. hurt and they showed the conflict about like don't make the mistake of referring to one as the other right yeah yeah because if you keep referencing uh we need the green guy and you just, you don't tick me off or you'll mm-hmm. you'll get him <laughs> or don't call don't call the hulk banner or else he's gonna you need god yeah <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah uh it's not that movie where we get the Hulkbuster armor, is it? No, that's Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's okay. the second Avengers movie. All right. And honestly, Jumping this ahead. Avengers is what got me into watching movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, that yeah, it was. This was the first because I go and watch I go and watch movies in theaters all the time, but this came out when I was like right before I turned twelve, I think. What was it? May 4th, 2012. So, yeah, it would have been like two months before I turned 12. But this – I saw Avengers three times, maybe four times in theaters. Yes. And that was the very first time that I went to go watch a movie a second time in, th- in theaters. And then, wow. of course, the third and a fourth time. And that's what has gotten me into – I think that's the movie that I've seen the most in theaters multiple times. Really? That's four times, yeah. Because huh. other ones I've seen like twice, maybe three. But Avengers is the only one that's gotten me in there four times. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's, yeah. that's a lot of popcorn. That's, that's what got me into into loving, and and of course we have like a bunch of jokes as a family because there's a there's a there's a scene in Avengers. It's like right after um, Black Widow has just smacked Hawkeye's head into that railing in order to like knock him out of that 
uh, mind control thing. Yeah. And she's standing there, and you get like kind of a behind the shot. You see her her full body, <laughs> and of course she's in, in a skin tight suit. And me at 11 years old, I lean over to my dad, and I line up my finger with her butt, and I'm like, peachy, peachy. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and we always we always make fun of that as a family oh, too. No. I'm like, my mom was like, that's good. That's like she thought it was funny. She's pinchy, like, I'm, pinchy, yeah. I'm, <laughs> so yeah, it's every time we watch that movie, we always lean over to each other and just like, peachy, peachy. Like, oh man, that's the that's the, like the day that they knew I was attracted to women. <laughs> never, never forget. Yeah, that's yeah, when they knew. Oh, that's yeah. So, great. <laughs> so any other any other comments about Avengers before we move on to Phase Two? Ooh. Uh, besides the Hulk thrashing Loki, oh, that yeah. was the best mm-hmm. one. Puny God, puny God. <laughs> Anyways. Moving on to phase two. <laughs> phase two. And can you believe it? They went with Iron Man again. Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. 3. May 3rd, 2013. This is so strange to see a whole year in between Marvel releases because usually we get two to three a year yeah. now. You know? Yeah. But like, the fact that they had two in like one year back then was like a treat, you know? So, but yeah, Iron Man 3, May 3rd, 2013, directed by Shane Black. Uh, Initial thoughts? Uh, C tier. C tier? Okay. Ooh, or okay. maybe I, I would put it a little higher, actually. Maybe lower. I'm not sure. Just because, like, I yeah, maybe at a B. You'd put it at a B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, it was good. One, I I really hated the villain in this one. Not you didn't because, like you didn't like the Mandarin. Not because uh, it was like a well-designed villain that you're supposed to hate. I just hated the dude. Like, I didn't think the acting was all that great. All right. So, like, for the fake Mandarin, like Trevor, or yeah. or yeah. Guy Pierce's <laughs> the guy uh, Aldridge the... Killian. Killian. Oh, just okay. The glowy yeah. guy. And the whole backstory, I swear every Iron Man villain has the same backstory. It's just Iron Man didn't give him enough respect. Uh huh. It's true. the same thing like with uh, Mr. Incredible and Syndrome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Just like fly home, you know. Fly I, home. I'm the buddy. big dog. You're wasting my time. I don't even know you. Right. And then he discovers how to, what, I, I forget what premise of the story but he makes like something you can inject the next step of yourself. human evolution yeah. right yeah next step because he had to heal himself from his um damaged leg or something yeah like that, he so. just wasn't intimidating for me i but yeah the... i think i think this one's a, a a step down from the rest of the movie so a b because it's still enjoyable they mm-hmm. really humanize tony stark yeah you're right yeah. they really humanize and, and the, gave him ptsd the, i think it's just a villain that struggled in this movie while everything else was because it showed that Iron Man was still super without his super suit, you know? He, like, infiltrated a – not maximum security, but he infiltrated that building with hardware supplies. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> those scenes with the kid was really cool. And mm-hmm. uh, seeing his – he had trauma from uh, the first Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. So that really humanized him. And, again, it's a quotable movie, you mm-hmm. know? How did you get out of the wormhole? <laughs> yeah. You're a really cute Christmas story, by gone. the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I love it. I love America is ready for another lesson. <laughs> yes. America. America. Did you know that fortune cookies are not Chinese? They're actually an American invention. That's why they're hollow, full of lies, and leave a bad taste in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and, like, I know... Yeah, that I, was a better villain. Just I, the fake, the funny guy. The fake Mandarin, which, I mean, like... People were like super ticked because yeah. I, I didn't really follow Mandarin comics or the, like Iron the Man real Mandarin part. is a scary dude. Right, and he they collects a the, bunch of rings. Yeah, the rings. So, well, it's sort of like Thanos with jewelry, just right. powerful yeah. jewelry. Kind of a similar thing that they're going to be in, bring in, yeah. be introducing into Shang Chi and the Legend Shang-Chi, of the Ten yeah. Rings is kind of going to deal with the same thing that Mandarin was supposed to deal with. Hmm. And you know, they made Aldrich Killian the real Mandarin, right? And fans were like, "What?" No. No, this mm. is garbage. This is rubbish. Not faithful so to the comics. They release that short film of like the real king or the king, and it's like a short film of the fake Mandarin, which is really the real Mandarin going into jail, and like he talks about how like his whole plan is according going to according to plan or something like that. And mm. He really is the real Mandarin. So, but what is this one? Did we put this one at a B? Yeah, I would say B. I now that so. I think back to it, and that final fight scene on the boat was pretty cool with it's all the cool. with all the different suits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been just fan service. I don't know. Yeah, it's and we we can definitely tell that there's between this and Avengers, there's a different take. 
because I think this is the first one that Disney had implementation into. Mm-hmm. The way that they told the story, the light, little lightheartedness of it was there. Um, mm-hmm. And so it kind of changed the tone for Marvel movies continuing forward. But I think it, I, it's better than Iron Man 2 that we put it a C. Oh, for sure. But it's yeah. not as good as Iron Man 1 that we put it an A. So it's you kind of just yeah. naturally yeah, falls into perfect. that. That makes that sense. Lower, right? right in the middle. So, yeah. Um, next one that's coming up onto the list. Um, I think we should we we got we can go in for two more and then we can oh, save the rest for the next episode. We can make this next movie pretty quick. Thor the Thor Dark, Dark World. World. F. F. Okay. F. <laughs> F. F. Done. Just, do you next. have any complaints, Henry? <laughs> nope. And you know what was next. funny? <laughs> it's funny watching that movie. It really is the Dark World because I can barely see what's happening. It is a yeah. painful movie to watch. It's really painful to watch. It's, it's really so slow. really hard. Literally, all you need to know from Thor to the Dark World mm-hmm. is what they tell you about it in Endgame. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Marvel was like, this was not a huge successful movie, uh, so we're going to have to kind of help people out and help. we're going to have to jog their memories with what the reality stone is and how we introduce that. Now, granted, <laughs> I think this is the very... Granted, we see the Infinity Stone and the Tesseract and the staff, the scepter of Loki, mm-hmm. but this is the first time that Infinity Stones are brought in to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the mm-hmm. thought of, a, of of an Infinity Stone. Yeah, because they didn't, they haven't exposed the Infinity Stones yet. Just mm-hmm. artifacts that have these powers that yeah. are caused by the stones. We don't know anything about. Yeah, Dark so. Elves didn't make any sense. It wasn't. It it it's just not memorable at all. It's it's mm-hmm. the the pacing of it is just so hard. Humor is super it's, dry. This is the only. They kill his mom. I think. Yeah, they kill his mom. <laughs> This is one of two movies that I skipped in my rewatching since uh, I got and back. And I don't blame you. So, and because I honestly I don't really care about it, I did not I did not want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I I just didn't. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that can disappear into the abyss. Yeah. Anything else that you want to add to it, Henry that we haven't already said? Yeah, I was going to say like the there was well, okay, so one bad thing, one good thing. The first one is they made it out that the reality stone, it was like a liquid. That's how Dark World described this Infidia stone was a liquid. And then apparently it just became a stone. But the good thing about it is I did like how they portrayed Loki and how Loki got like mad depressed when like their mom died. And he kind of had that change of mind and he wanted to like do better kind of thing. So that was that. I think that was the one good thing that came out of Thor Dark World is another look on Loki. And that one, that one does have Zachary Levi. So that's, like that's true. Right that one there. does have Zachary Levi. So, which is just like favorite actor of Henry and I. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, next one, we got the sequel to Captain America, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, directed by Joe and Anthony yes. Russo. This one had the release date of April 4th, 2014. Um, I would have to put that one at B. A B. I would have to agree with that one. B. My initial reaction, I really didn't like Winter Soldier right off the beginning. I don't know what it was. I don't think I liked the huge Hydra infiltrating shield. I thought it was too... I didn't like the story idea. Yeah. But the more that I've watched it, the it more that better. I've understood... Yeah. And it, and it kind of had that... It was relying too hard on shield and continuing the story of Nick Fury mm-hmm. and, and shield and what was going on right. there. Yep. That I was kind of like, okay, I don't really understand that. But now that I've watched it multiple times over, that's... C- Kind of really the only place that Captain America has to go mm-hmm. is S.H.I.E.L.D. at that point. So I, w- I would agree. Putting it at a B level, I think it gives a good story. You bring back Bucky Barnes. Yeah. He, he plays a very, very good villain. Intimidating, too. Right? Yeah. Especially because you already know their relationship. Yeah. He is what I think the Taskmaster should have been. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? For like, sure. Super capable, partly mechanical, just, you know, mm-hmm. something you, right. uh, you need a team to take down kind of deal i thought it was good bucky barnes made a good villain turned hero story yeah and uh i think throughout the movies they kind of kept him as a really like likable character like Mm -hmm. i don't think they really messed up with his story i think it brought back that it wasn't such a happy cheery movie no like iron man 3 was Mm -hmm. it definitely was there's destruction there's bad in the world there's this torment between two main characters and it gives it helps you love bucky even more yeah because of what he's gone through so and you're you're is Iron Man was Iron Man part of this at all? No, that's mm-hmm. not until Civil War. Okay, not until Captain America number three. You eventually see, you know, the rift between Captain America's ideals and Tony Stark's started in Avengers. So these movies kind of 
helped set up civil war. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And the challenging of ideals. Henry, do you have anything to, to add to it? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, uh, when I was rewatching, like, phase one, phase two kind of thing, I thought Civil War took place after, or no, uh, Winter Soldier took place after Civil War, because I'm like, oh, well, like, Winter Soldier is when they get Bucky, but no, Civil War is when Bucky turns around and he kind of realizes what's going on with himself. So, like, I do like Winter Soldier. It, like, has, I think, a like, a great amount, because not only does it have not necessarily the main villain of Bucky, but it shows the, I mean, corruption of this thing that was supposed to help the entire world. Uh, but then we find out it's just that Senator and Nick Fury fakes his death and like he comes back and it's like, yeah, it, it, it's like full of plot twists and like excellent, like, I don't know, just, just good stuff. So yeah, I, I put it at a B, if not an A. Yeah. Yeah, I put it at a, I put it at a B. I think because this one is also one that kind of tends to fade into the shadows. It's not That's quite true. as memorable. Yeah, um, I would say B is a good place. I, s- I would say B higher of uh, higher up in the B section. Mm-hmm. So, um, do we want to end with Guardians of the Galaxy? That can be the last one that we I talk about. That we can get to that impression. Uh, I don't know if we're pressed for time or anything, but we could try and finish Phase Two if you want. But yeah, we could end it with Guardians I of think, the Galaxy because yeah, I think we should end with Guardians of the Galaxy. Personally, good for to me, me. S tier. <laughs> really, S tier. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just because I like funny characters, but Guardians of the Galaxy kind of took off with, you know, just great humor, and I think they implemented that humor into a lot of the future m- movies after that. Right. Just all the characters, just a bunch of misfits, right? They don't really have any loyalty to each other until later mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. in the movie where they actually like, maybe we should stick together. Because at first it was just like a bunch of bounties, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you have Groot and Rocket who were That were hunting hunters. down Star-Lord, while yeah. Gamora was also hunting down Star-Lord. And then uh, Star-Lord just being a classic rock fan or whatever. He just has all this classic music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from the 80s. I think they do a really good job of all of them getting together for a legitimate purpose yeah. rather than yeah. we're just trying to get out of this movie. Breaking out of prison. It, it's so good because of all the 80s rock, you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a colorful movie, too, so it's just fun to watch. It's it's fun to watch. It's enjoyable. <laughs> the animation of Rocket Raccoon. Very true. Root. Oh. Uh, One of all my favorite characters. Ronan kind of struggled as a villain. Yeah. So yeah. that that would be my only thing that might bring it down to an A. But we like him more in the future. But Ronan, or wait, not Ronan. Ronan, I'm, no, I'm you, you might of, be thinking Drax. Yeah, or mm-hmm. not Drax. Uh, who's <laughs> he? He might have been your father, but he or oh Yondu. Yondu but he yeah. wasn't your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I love Yondu. Yondu so much. I but think yeah, Ronan kind of struggled, but all the other pluses for the movie, I would say, bring it up to a, an mm-hmm. S tier. This is a very, very enjoyable movie. The humor of it is really well done. James Gunn does a fantastic job directing it. I think just the chemistry between all of the actors do really well. It's a very good standalone movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it didn't it, it introduced a legitimate p- Infinity Stone because you know you kind of have the Reality Stone and Dark Dark World. Yep. But you don't really understand the importance of it. But then you get to the Infinity Stone, you're like, wait, hold on, this is. There's, this is where we're going with this, you know? We're getting the Infinity Gauntlet here. Yeah. Uh, so, And I think just the relationship that you have between the characters, the writing, the pacing f- is for it is really well done. Animation. It's also, a, it has a dark side, but it also has a very light side to the movie as well. Mm-hmm. It's very balanced. Yeah. And just great character chemistry. Like very true. All those characters belong with each other. Yeah. So that's our second S tier then? Yeah, second S tier, I would say. Okay. That's I think so, because yeah. it's just that in Avengers so far. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, check back with us next week. We are going to give you the rest of the movies for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to go all the way from Avengers Age of Ultron, the second one, all the way down to Black Widow, which is the most recent release of the movie. And we are gonna, we're not going to talk about like Loki or Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision. Those are TV shows um, that, I mean, a lot of people have seen, but we're not going to address those currently at this moment. But check us back next week where we're going to talk about those other movies. Uh, And, of course, that one's going to come with spoilers if you haven't seen Black Widow. Um, But in order to wrap it up, Jeffrey, impress me. All right. Um, I think uh, a first impression of longboarding has affected me. And now I have uh, (laughs) 
before this podcast even i was researching lawn boards and just like different writing styles and different types of board like the decks why there's so many different variants and uh i just recommend you guys look into lawn boarding so just long boarding in general or would you recommend a certain type of long board well i i personally am not long boarding yet I just ordered my lawn board Ooh. from Sector 9, which is a really old, like, classic skateboarding company. Okay. So I look forward to getting that in the mail probably within the next couple of weeks. But I just have to say, uh, look into lawn boarding because it's a lot different from skateboarding. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, there's a lot of, like, extreme stuff like downhill. Like, you've seen those downhill racers where they're just cruising. Oh, yeah. They're, like... <laughs> You know, they have the aerodynamic suits and whatnot, and they're just sliding around. Or you can just do, like, cruising mm-hmm. or dancing, I've learned, is something you do. On really? Wow. There's a there's something called dancing with uh, lawn boards. So people basically just – it's almost kind of like – what do you call it? Um, what's the freestyle stuff? The freestyle dancing? The Like hip-hop? Or like you just spin around in circles on your back or something. Break dancing? Uh, uh, oh, Break dancing. Break dancing. That's the one. So it's sort of like it's a combination of regular skateboarding where you do the ollies and, you know, yeah, yeah. all those different types of tricks. But then you actually do like dance moves on the board as well. <laughs> so people are just flossing on long and boards. It, it's a specific board, too. Like, one really? It's longer, has more flat. Like, it doesn't have like a more of a platform. There's so many terms and so many different types of boards. It's really fascinating. And even if you're not totally into skating, maybe you'd be into like just making a board. Oh, like, surfs up, kind of. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they are aesthetically pleasing. They look, all they the look artwork nice. is They're really cool. They're very pretty. So I look forward to getting mine. And they're a good mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. So, all right. And I might I might give my actual second impression of the stuff uh, later down the road as I write <laughs> a bit more. Because right now I'm pretty clumsy. If you have it next week, we'll follow up next week. We'll see how your longboarding game is going. All right. So that'll be fun. But thank you all so much for listening to our entire conversation. <laughs> Hopefully it didn't get boring at all. Let us know what your thoughts are. Give us a uh, shout out on Facebook. Uh, post on that. Uh, give us a comment on the post that we always have for the trailers. Let us know uh, what's what you think about these movies. Did we rank them too high? Did we rank them too low? What did you agree? What were good things about these movies that we failed to talk mm. about? Because we'd always love to hear your input. Yeah, we were bound to miss something. That was a lot of movies to go through. Absolutely. We gave us y- our second impression, and we want to hear a first impression from you guys. All right, talk to you next week. Bye-bye.